0: Chapter 3 of A Monster Calls by Patrick Ness He lay in his bed that night, wide awake, watching the clock on his bedside table. It had been the slowest evening imaginable. Cooking frozen lasagna had tired his mom out so badly she fell asleep five minutes into East Enders. Connor hated the program, but he made sure it recorded for her. Then he spread a duvet over her and went and did the dishes. His mum's mobile had gone off once, not waking her. Connor saw it was Lily's mum calling and let it go to voicemail. He did his schoolwork at the kitchen table, stopping before he could get to Mrs. Marshall's life-writing homework. Then he played around on the internet for a while in his room before brushing his teeth and seeing himself to bed. He barely turned out the light when his mum had, very apologetically and very groggily, come in to kiss him goodnight. A few minutes later, he'd heard her in the bathroom, throwing up. "'Do you need any help?' he'd called from his bed. "'No, sweetheart,' his mom called back, weakly. "'I'm kind of used to it by now.' That was the thing. Connor was used to it, too. It was always the second and third days after the treatments that were the worst, always the days when she was the most tired, when she threw up the most. It had almost become normal." After a while, the throwing up had stopped. He had heard the bathroom light click off and her bedroom door shut. That was two hours ago. He had lain awake since then, waiting. But for what? His bedside clock read 1205. Then it read 1206. He looked over to his bedroom window, shut tight, even though the night was still warm. His clock ticked over to 1207. He got up. "'went over to the window and looked out. "'The monster stood in his garden, looking right back at him. "'Open up,' the monster said, "'its voice as clear as if the window wasn't between them. "'I want to talk to you.' "'Yeah, sure,' Connor said, keeping his voice low. "'Because that's what monsters always want—to talk.' "'The monster smiled. It was a ghastly sight.' If I must force my way in, it said, I will do so happily. It raised a gnarled, woody fist to punch through the wall of Connor's bedroom. No, Connor said, I don't want you to wake my mum. Then come outside, the monster said. And even in his room, Connor's nose filled with the moist smell of earth and wood and sap. What do you want from me, Connor said. The monster pressed its face close to the window. "'It is not what I want from you, Connor O'Malley,' it said. "'It is what you want from me.' "'I don't want anything from you,' Connor said. "'Not yet,' said the monster. "'But you will.' "'It's only a dream,' Connor said to himself in the back garden, looking up at the monster silhouetted against the moon in the night sky. He folded his arms tightly against his body, and not because it was cold, but because he couldn't actually believe he tiptoed down the stairs, unlocked the back door, and come outside. He still felt calm, which was weird. This nightmare, because it was surely a nightmare, of course it was, was so different from the other nightmare. No terror, no panic, no darkness, for one thing. And yet here was a monster, clear as the clearest night, towering ten or fifteen meters above him, breathing heavily in the night air. "'It's only a dream,' he said again. "'But what is a dream, Connor O'Malley?' the monster said, bending down so its face was close to Connor's. "'Who is saying that it is not everything else that is the dream?' Every time the monster moved, Connor could hear the creak of wood groaning and yawning in the monster's huge body. He could see, too, the power in the monster's arms, great wiry ropes of branches constantly twisting and shifting together in what must have been tree muscle, connected to a massive trunk of a chest, topped by a head and teeth that could chomp him down in one bite. What are you? Connor asked, pulling his arms closer around himself. "'I am not a what?' frowned the monster. "'I am a who.' "'A oh, who are you, then?' Connor said. The monster's eyes widened. "'Who am I?' it said, its voice getting louder. "'Who am I?' The monster seemed to grow before Connor's eyes, getting taller and broader. A sudden hard wind swirled up around them and the monster spread its arms out wide, so wide they seemed to reach to opposite horizons, so wide they seemed big enough to encompass the world. I have had as many names as there are years to time itself, roared the monster. I am Hearn the Hunter, I am Cerunos, I am the eternal green man. A great arm swung down and snatched Connor up in it, lifting him high in the air, the wind whirling around them, making the monster's leafy skin wave angrily. Who am I? The monster repeated, still roaring. I am the spine that the mountains hang upon. I am the tears that the rivers cry. I am the lungs that breathe the wind. I am the wolf that kills the stag, the hawk that kills the mouse, the spider that kills the fly. I am the stag, the mouse, and the fly that are eaten. I am the snake of the world devouring its tail. I am everything untamed and untamable. It brought Connor up close to its eye. I am this wild earth. Come for you, Connor O'Malley. You look like a tree, Connor said. The monster squeezed him until he cried out. I do not often come walking, boy, the monster said. Only for matters of life and death. I expect to be listened to. The monster loosened its grip and Connor could breathe again. "'So what do you want from me?' Connor asked. "'The monster gave an evil grin. "'The wind died down and a quiet fell. "'At last,' said the monster, "'to the matter at hand, the reason I have come walking.' "'Connor tensed, suddenly dreading what was coming. "'Here is what will happen, Connor O'Malley,' the monster continued. I will come to you again on further nights, Connor felt his stomach clench like he was preparing for a blow. And I will tell you three stories, three tales from when I walked before. Connor blinked, then blinked again. You're going to tell me stories? Indeed, the monster said. Well, Connor looked around in disbelief. How is that a nightmare? Stories are the wildest things of all, the monster rumbled. Stories chase and bite and hunt. That's what teachers always say, Connor said. No one believes them either. And when I have finished my three stories, the monster said, as if Connor hadn't spoken, you will tell me a fourth. Connor squirmed in the monster's hand. I'm no good at stories. You will tell me a force, the monster repeated, and it will be the truth. The truth? Not just any truth. Your truth. Okay, Connor said, but you said I'd be scared before the end of all this, and that doesn't sound scary at all. You know that is not true, the monster said. You know that your truth, the one that you hide, Connor O'Malley, is the thing you are most afraid of. Connor stopped squirming. It couldn't mean. There was no way it could mean. There was no way it could know that. No, no, he was never going to say what happened in the real nightmare. Never in a million years. You will tell it the monster said. For this is why you called me. Connor grew even more confused. Called you? I didn't call you. You will tell me the fourth tale. You will tell me the truth. And what if I don't, Connor said? The monster gave an evil grin again. Then I will eat you alive and its mouth opened impossibly wide, wide enough to eat the whole world, wide enough to make Connor disappear forever. He sat up in bed with a shout. His bed, he was he was back in his bed. Of course it was a dream, of course it was. Again, he sighed angrily and rubbed his eyes with the heels of his hands. How was he ever going to get any rest if his dreams were going to be this tiring? He'd get himself a drink of water, he thought as he threw back the covers. He'd get up, and he'd start this night over again, forgetting all this stupid dream business that made no sense whatsoever. Something squished under his foot. He switched on the lamp. His floor was covered in poisonous red yew tree berries, which had all somehow come in through a closed and locked window.